Alright lads, this podcast is a member of the Vices of Wrestling podcast and network. Visit vicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcast, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions and updates across the world of wrestling. Sometimes you get bored of N64, so let's watch wrestling till our eyes get sore. We love the Tivoli, but there's so much more wrestling around the world. This is Sarah. Just want to say welcome to part two of our 16 carat 2018 review. This episode comes in two parts. First part, just me and Sarah. Second part, at about the 52nd minute mark, we've got Mike Kilby and Jamesy. I hope you all enjoyed part one. If you haven't already listened, I would recommend you guys go back and listen to that because this one picks up where the last one left off. So, anyway. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. But you, can thank James, you can thank Jamesy for the Cyrus Skittles. Oh, Jamesy. We're going to give Jamesy a call in a while, actually. Um, the most excited man at 16 Carat, I believe. Yeah, but it was fun. It, <laughs> it just get, Hearing the excitement of everyone else makes me really excited. Me too. I loved how much all the, all the first-timers really enjoyed the show. And as well, like for me, going back every year or twice a year and seeing all the same faces, it's great. As people, I only see like once or twice a year. And it, like we just know each other like friends at this stage, which is weird because we probably spent like less than a month in each other's company. Far less than a month. Probably a month. I don't know. I'm a bit confused. But there's the same people I see every year and they're all great. and They're all so lovely. And they're all from different countries. There's a load from Austria. There's the Germans, of course. There's Mort from Denmark. It's there's the Brits that I see more in Germany than I ever seen them in the UK or in Ireland. And it's just crazy to see everyone. And that's before you talk about all the staff and stuff who are, lo- are so lovely as well. There really is only just positives from this, isn't there? There really is. All the staff are so lovely and all the wrestlers are so lovely as well. Yeah, I have no bad words to say about anyone. Like <laughs> every wrestler that I met was so lovely. Like from from Timothy Thatcher to Ilya Dragunov, it was great. Thatcher is hilarious. We were talking to him for a while before wrestling Deutschland, me and Alan. And um, I don't know why I told him because he was. My, I suppose Timmy Thatcher was my favorite wrestler for a long time, and he probably might still be. But I told him that. Um, Darby Allen was my favourite wrestler and to ask Walter not to kill him at WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> what did he say? He just started laughing and then he was like, Darby Allen. And then he started saying that we started talking about the whole thing with this is a professional wrestling ring. What the fuck are you doing here? And Tim lost it and he said that Walter Walter called him Marilyn Manson and he was just cracking up at what a reference that was in 2018. He goes, what are you, Marilyn Manson? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing Thatcher's laugh in my head now. He does sound hilarious. That, that's what Walter said to him. <laughs> oh dear! He said he'd tell Walter, and I said I'd tell Walter if I saw him. But I sadly didn't get to talk to Walter. But hopefully, I'll see him before he has that match with Derby, so Derby doesn't die. It'll be very sad if Derby dies. Yeah, we don't want that. We want him to go on and win the Evolve Championship, so he can move back into a house. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have asked him more about the car thing. 
I didn't ask him anything about the car thing. I really should have. Um, <laughs> it's important. It is important. But, uh, the therapy gets a yeah. over his head. Night two of 16 carrots. <laughs> we haven't made it there yet. No, let's go. Yeah, well, I don't think any anything I've seen in wrestling so far this year and last year, no show I've ever been to live actually can top this show for me. Top to bottom, the emotions were flowing. It was just absolutely fantastic. And that moment heard all around the world, Ilya Dragunov coming back. That's just the icing on the cake for what a perfect event this was. The video that is out there of the entrance, it's incredible. And just anyone who watched would see how crazy it was. You can see the people jumping up and down on the ramp and hugging each other. But to be there in that moment was just something else. You couldn't even see the sections you guys were in on the video, which was like another couple of hundred people. And I was right at the bar watching it. I was literally taking a photo of Bad Bones and Walter in the ring on my phone. I was just trying to post it. And then Walter was chatting and I was expecting the speech to go on a bit longer. And then he said, three-way dance. And I immediately just put the phone in my pocket. And in my head, I don't know why, but I thought, oh, Tim's in the match too. Mm. Why would Tim be in the match? But in my head, I never thought, because I thought if Ilya was there, somebody would have seen him. It would have got spoiled. Going over, I said that I thought that Ilya could be there. But as the weekend went on, I thought there was absolutely zero chance. I genuinely, all possibility of that happening had gone out the window because we didn't see him, because we didn't hear anything. It just felt like you would have seen something or heard something. But they kept it so secret. And the whole thing with Walter having stipulation in his back pocket, I thought he was going to like say the Catholic Schlaf or some other weird kind of production thing that they had in their back pocket to make the match more incredible. I Just the idea of a stipulation being a three-way dance didn't even register in my head. And when he said three-way dance, I thought him because I'm an idiot. And then the music hit almost exactly afterwards. And I swear, I screamed like the demons were coming out of me. <laughs> it was just incredible. Yeah. Um, my friend Marie came with me when I moved places. And like she'd never seen WXW before. Uh, she didn't really understand what was happening. Uh, and But that guy who, as I said, he talked to me about the podcast. He was just looking at me, just shaking his head because I was just in bits. I kind of just... I completely lost it. I didn't cry, but I was screaming. And then for ages, I had my Timmy Thatcher scarf up to my mouth and I was just kind of squealing into it with excitement for, I'd say, about the first five minutes of the match. And how was it over in your side, over in your section? Jesus, I can't even tell you because I don't know what I was doing. Because <laughs> oh, going over there, I actually had Ilya's song stuck in my head and I was thinking, God, like I haven't seen him live. I'd love to see him live. I really hope he's there in some shape or form at the weekend, be it wrestling or not wrestling. And I think the moment his music hit, I just grabbed Jenna and I was and I just couldn't stop shouting and screaming. And my Kilby was crying. There was a group hugs and and just the emotions that were felt when he came out. Never mind when he eventually won, which was even more emotions and. It was about a group hug of 15 people when he won, just bouncing up and down. The same way during the entrance. I'm, 
everyone just collectively lost their shit, and rightfully so. Like, and you even see people tweeting about it. Like, Kevin Owens tweeted about it today, saying, like, he'd never met him, he'd never seen him, but he heard his story, and what a moment it was for him. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, Kevin Owens tweeting about it. That's that's how big of an impact this has had in the wrestling world. It was insane. The match was really, really good, too. I'm not sure if I could fully concentrate on it because I was just so excited. I knew as soon as he came out, he was going to win. I knew there was no way he was losing when he came out. I was absolutely sure of it. And Bad Bones' reaction and face throughout this. My God, did people talk about Pete Bouncer being a great actor, which he is, but Bad Bones was incredible in this. And Walter was really good, too. The slaps that him and Ilya hit, hit each other, that kick into the face, my God. Oh, Jesus, it was brutal. But, like, special shout-out to Bad Bones. Def- he's just such a good bad guy. and yeah. But he's so good in ring as well. Every single match was brilliant. Like, he really doesn't get talked about enough. The last Ilya match, but just Ilya versus Bones was incredible as well. I actually haven't watched. I haven't watched that yet because I heard it was just brutal. It was brutal, but it was really. I, I mean that in the bloody way, not yeah. in a bad way. But yeah, <laughs> when Ilya won, I said to Marie, "We have to go back," and the whole place has gone nuts. I literally like bolted my way through all the people to get back over to you guys to see the reaction over there. And I just, Mike Kilby saw me and he gave me a big hug and we started jumping up and down like a pair of schoolgirls, just screaming. Uh, like, this sounds so stupid, but it really was the reaction in the place. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. I was there when Daniel Bryan won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 30, and it's the only thing I could compare it with. And I, this was better. This had more heart. It did because I, I was more just, invested in this than I was Daniel Bryan. Way more invested in it, and I was a massive WWE fan at the time. It's because you just didn't know, yeah. like the story, like with Ilya, like you didn't know. Was he retired? Was he gone forever? Was he going to come back? Like it was all, and that three-part interview that they did with yep. him, like every you just. You just wanted the best for Ilya, be it in wrestling or outside of wrestling. So just that moment of him winning, it was just perfect because you're like, and then when he said it that like Constantine, like Papa did it in his in his in, in his uh, promo afterwards. God, I shed a tear. I had to shed a tear. <laughs> I. Oh, I can't even talk about it now. I'm still speechless. It was absolutely. Just, oh my God. It was, I don't know. Fuck. I'm still not over it. I, I messaged Joe and Rich at like quarter past four in the morning. I was drunk and buzzing, but I just messaged them all caps. Ilya fucking did it, lads. <laughs> So yeah, that, and I still feel like that. I'd still teach that to him right now if they wanted. But um, I just haven't come down from the emotions that were sixteen carat weekend yet. And and on night two, we had some absolutely stunning matches, like like the one between Tony Storm and Melanie Gray, which is one of the best women's matches I've seen. Yeah, that was really good, and their entrances were incredible as well. Yeah, like people have talked about it a lot that like during. Melanie Gray's entrance, the place went cold. They made the place colder. Yeah, like like, snow she's like down. this ice cream. And then Tony getting, you know, the confetti. Yeah. 
It was it made it was made to feel like a very very special match, and it was. It was the girls stepped it up, especially Melanie Gray. She yeah. really showed everyone that you know she's one of the best in in Europe. It was by far and away the best women's match of the weekend. Like it was head and shoulders above everything else. The match, the match on night three wasn't bad. It was quite good, like, but it was four way. But this, this is the kind of singles women's matches that I'm just crying out for, and this delivered just so, so much. It was incredible. Melanie was great. Tony was great. You need to see this match, and yeah, definitely. And all the all the title matches on the show were great. We had Bobby Guns against Speedball, and I actually watched this back today, and there's that real. Six spot and Bobby Guns breaks Speedball's fingers and tapes them together for the match. It's it was definitely a brilliant, brilliant match. And I kind of felt bad cheering against Speedball cheering for Bobby Guns, but I had to. I was in the Bobby Guns section, and Bobby Guns is now Ireland's favorite wrestler. <laughs> I didn't see the finger spot live because again, my view wasn't the best during the show until I went away for. I went away actually for the women's match and for the World Unified title match. But I was in different spots for both of them and I kind of came back in between. But um, yeah, I need to rewatch this match because my view wasn't the best for it at all. But what I did see of it, I enjoyed and I enjoyed all the chanting and stuff. And sometimes it's worth just going for the atmosphere and not having the best view. Obviously, it's great to have a good view, but to soak up the atmosphere and you can always rewatch it on VOD anyway if you can't see the match stuff. Yeah, like I don't mean to... To, to, to you know, toot our own horn, but our section was definitely just a treat to be in. Be it like the inventive chance that maybe didn't quite get as over as the other ones. <laughs> Simply bouncing around. <laughs> oh, it was just brilliant. I, I had the best time. Those uh, tips Trigger gave us that simple chants are better in Germany. They don't like if it's too complicated. They won't go with it. So you gotta you gotta bring it back to basics. Like guns, Bobby guns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that, that just worked so well. Yeah, I, I remember during one match, I tr- I tried to shout, "Take his skin," <laughs> and 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 I kind and I had a German man kindly turn around and say, "Maybe don't say that here." Oh dear, <laughs> I don't get it. Well, he was very nice about it. <laughs> I don't get it, but it sounds bad. Um. <laughs> I think it's something that's getting over in that Brit rest right now. Take his skin. Oh. Especially during Walter matches when he chops the hell out of people. Oh. But yeah, the chants were really good. Kilby was responsible for most of them. My Kilby that was on our call some guys. He's a great man for a chant. He had some great songs that didn't quite make it. There was one like, Oh, Super Timmy Thatcher, him and Big Daddy Walter. They never give their belts away. <laughs> I found completely wrong on that, but it was, it was like, what the fuck is getting me singing that? It was also, it's raining men. I'm busy for it's raining men. Just brilliant. But yeah, night two, the wrestling. The wrestling, the, the, the tournament the, matches. Yeah, the stand the standout match for me was Timothy Thatcher against Lucky Kid. Rewatched this today, and it holds up for me. Definitely a match I definitely recommend checking out. 
because it was just brilliant. Like the two different styles actually complement each other perfectly. I actually really thought at one point that Lucky Kid was going to win. So did I at one point. And I actually don't think I would have been too upset. I think he could have got a sneaky win over Timmy Thatcher. It would have been. I also love the absolute Andy Matt Riddle match when it looked like Matt Riddle had beaten him in 10 seconds again, but absolute Andy was too snaky for it. Oh, yeah. He was definitely too snaky for him. It's, uh, he's just a snake, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he really lived up to that nickname this weekend. Um, the opener as well had my, my favourites, JFK, my JF Bays. And um, of course, our bosses, Monster Consulting, and Rise, Demac, and even Kiev, and Mark Haskins and Matt Seidel, who I don't know, they kind of flew a bit under the radar this weekend. I felt in their tournament matches and in their kind of non tournament matches, there were two of the yeah. guys that they didn't, I don't know, I guess they were put in that position of the imports that weren't really going to do much except for be good guys to. Guess enhance the other talent. Yeah, I actually felt a bit bad for Mark Haskins. Like he was against Travis Banks, who was insanely popular with a lot of the UK and Irish guys, and he he was kind of competing with him for the crowd support. And I love Mark Haskins, and I think he's insanely good. But he's just yeah, like. It's the second time now he's lost to Travis Banks in the tournament. He lost to him in, P- in PWG as well. So uh, he just must be the the bogey person for, for Mark Haskins. Yeah. But yeah, Evan, and sorry, not Evan Ford, <laughs> Matt Seidel, I just, what the hell does that mean? Open up your third eye. <laughs> just, it's a bit weird. Like, he's <laughs> a, a bit, bit weird. weird now. It's a bit weird. And he brought out the TNA title and I had to ask, like, is that TNA's main belt or, or like, do people still watch TNA? What's what's going on? What's going on? Why does he have the TNA title? Was this necessary? What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. But Where's like Lee's WWN title belt? Yeah, I actually wasn't sure. We ended up having like a discussion as in like, why is he bringing this out? Is Travis Banks is the progress champion too? Like he didn't have his belt, or is he still the champion? No, he is still the champion, yes. and they have a a, a deal with yeah W W. So that friends. makes they're more sense. Cousins. But it didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, a bit strange. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, Rise won this match, which meant that they were now the number one contenders for the tag title. Sad times for our boss and my faves. Yeah. Again, like th- this show was so good, and then we had the amazing after party afterwards. This was the show show of the weekend for me, for sure. Oh yeah, no, like by far. Yeah, but that just shows the quality of the whole tournament. Like every all three days were filled with great wrestling, but night two just the emotions involved. Really, I'm I'm still not over. It could have ended after the women's title match, and I probably would have still said it was my favorite show of the the weekend. I'll be honest, even without the amazing main event. Yeah, I'm the exact same. Um, but we survived Saturday anyway. Most of it anyway. Barely, just barely survived. <laughs> Sunday, I didn't sleep in as much as I thought I would. I only had like four hours sleep, I think. 
I must have just been still buzzing off the main event. But I was up and I was ready to go to the Fan Expo. Yeah, I really enjoyed I had oh sorry. I really enjoyed the Fan Expo. I had the the um Q and A with Yakobi before and some people were very surprised that me and, and our good friend Jenna even made it up or to get up early to go to that. But um but Fan Expo was a lot of fun. Yeah. I really liked it. I was so tired I decided to go have a sit down on the on the seats. They'd put out three sides of seats as opposed to one that they normally have for the main shows. So I was really tired and I just wanted to go and have a sit down while you guys were still over in the section. So me and Jamesy went and we sat down in the front row and we didn't realise but a whole shotgun show started. So we ended up being front row for a whole bunch of matches which will be on shotgun over the next few weeks. And I don't want to give any spoilers because they haven't aired yet and most people haven't seen them yet. So I don't think I should give any spoilers for these matches, but they were really, really great. And we got to see our bosses again. Yeah, we got to see our bosses. We got to see Dirty Dragon. We got to see Bobby Guns. So yeah, there's some good stuff to to come on on these shows. Yeah, it was great to get to see Dragon have a match. Yeah, he's been hanging around all weekend. Mr. Cool and Strong. He was now following me on Twitter. Is he? Yeah. So you, you know, need to get his phone number for call some guys. Yeah, he's following me for my absolute Andy content. Which is great, man. He's now my... Before I said I didn't want, you know, nothing positive to say about Absolute Andy. But over the course of the weekend, Absolute Andy became my dad. <laughs> in the midst of a midlife crisis. So take it easy on him, you know. He's just, he's just figuring it out right now. I don't know. He's still a bit of a snake, to be honest with you. Great wrestler, though. As I always said, Absolute Andy is a great wrestler. And I think everyone was more shocked by finding out that he's only 34. Yeah, he goes, oh, yeah, that's crazy. He's younger than most WWE wrestlers. I'm going to check if he's younger than a certain WWE wrestler right now. Oh. Just for contrast. He's not, but he's only one year older than TJP. <laughs> That's hilarious. Let's see. Let's check someone else. He is two years younger than Finn Balor. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Now that really just shows, doesn't it? Yeah, it really shows. And he's a few years older than me still. So, but I always felt he was a good bit older than me. He's just so bad. It's the lack of hair and the sunglasses. It really is. And the amount of tape as well. Yeah. What a man, though. What a man. Him at the Fan Expo for the group photo where they line up all the wrestlers that are in the tournament to have like a class photo and there's one seat in the middle free and the people who pay for the packages or you can just pay for it separately go up and sit in the middle like you're the teacher. I'm not sure it was really meant to be like a school photo, but it really looks like you're the teacher and they're all the students. And then they have professional photographers to take your photograph with all the wrestlers and they all do their poses. But absolutely, absolute Andy did a big cheesy thumbs up every time. And every time the, the they stopped taking photographs, he puts the thumb down and just looked miserable. And it was just amazing to watch. It was like clockwork. <laughs> it was like thumbs up, smile, this rotten, just, awful smile and then 
never mind or anything else that was going on. I couldn't stop watching them. <laughs> I watched them for ages. Somebody took a video and made a gif of it as well. Oh, it's pretty. Someone did like a boomerang, one of those boomerang videos. So it's just like on loop. <laughs> thumb up, thumb down, thumb up, thumb down. <laughs> if, yeah, fantastic. I, I want to say... I wish I got one of those pictures just so I could put myself in the middle. Lucky Kid was one of the ones that was sitting directly next to the person just so I could crop everyone else out and have my picture with Lucky Kid. With a love heart around Lo- the two of you. Sorry, Lovely Kid. I should say Lovely, lovely kid. kid. Lovely Kid, Lovely Kid. Yeah. Should crop everyone else out and just have a love heart around the two of you. Yeah. Next, hopefully next time. Yeah, for sure. I would love to get one of those photographs too, but I'd be too embarrassed to be honest with you. I just, yeah, it's really awkward. Now, but... having to do it in front of everyone, I'd be a bit yeah. embarrassed. Shauna, our friend that was there, she got one. She gets one every year and she said she had to have a bit of vodka and banana soft, which is banana juice. Vodka and banana soft before she went up to get her photograph. And she was then upset because it was Lucky Kid and the Mac in the middle who were two bad guys and she wanted it to be the baby face guys in the front. Aww. But Lucky Kid's lovely, though. Yeah, he is. I know he's a bad guy, but he's lovely. Yeah, he is. But yeah, no, I, I, I was tempted at one point. Someone was like, "Oh, you can take my my ticket to to do it," and I was like, "No, no, not today." Oh, did you have a pack? No, I didn't. But some other people did, and they didn't take their picture. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Just want my picture with Lucky Kid. Didn't get one. I'm very sad about it. Didn't you? Well, we'll hopefully get one at Tag League. So I'm sure he'll be in Tag League. Where do you even give? I mean, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, another highlight of um, Fan Expo. Sounds really odd to say it. But um, we got to see some of the WXW Academy kids go through their drills. And boy, Jesus, these kids are talented already. Yeah, it was lovely. There was a group of kids led by their coaches, the rotation and Francis Kassman. And they showed what they did in their training sessions. They're aged between six and 14. And they learn to wrestle, but they don't do... They, it's more about teamwork and how to fall. And they do some basic moves. And they were really good already. Like they set off doing their jumping jacks and all of our section did jumping jacks with them because we're fools. Um, and then they were doing squats. And of course we did the gymnasties squat and it really confused Francis. He didn't realize what we were doing first, um, but then he got it and he, he was okay. He, I think he might've thought we were watching the kids, which would have been pretty oh, rude. Oh no, <laughs> that would have been bad. Yeah. But they didn't know about squat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He realized what we were doing, then he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> he must have thought we were like the absolute worst people on earth, <laughs> watching the kids while they're doing the drills. No, it's squat from the gymnastics for our good friend Be Cool. These kids were doing Be Cool proud with their squats and their yeah. forward were- bumps and their back bumps and their Irish whips and their pinfalls, and it was really impressive. Yeah, I was taken aback because like these kids can do all this now like I wish I could have done that when I was their age yeah it's like I used to try and be one of the hardy boys in my parents bedroom like doing stuff but never 
It's never a pro. It's a great opportunity for the kids and that they can learn all this stuff in a safe environment as well. Definitely. They have two lovely coaches helping them out. But yeah, the kids were an absolute credit to the the trainers, Axel and Francis. Those guys are so nice. Um, I've been chatting to them for a few years. Every year I'm over and they're just so nice and so genuine. And I bet the kids like have great fun with them because they're just, they're just lovely guys. And like they they seem like real down to earth and responsible as well. So I definitely would trust them like being the trainers. And it was really nice to see all the parents there taking photographs of the kids looking so proud. We got the big stage behind them and everything. So I guess it's a big payoff for the parents as well to see that like this training for the kids, like one day they could end up here at 16 Carat and see all the production like that's behind it and all the fans from all over, you know, kind of. It was just really feel good and it was like probably the most wholesome thing I've seen in wrestling. Oh, same. It was just so, so pure and it was nice to get to see it, you know. Yeah. First I was a bit like, what are we doing here? It just feels weird. Yeah. But then by the end, I was like, this is so lovely. It really and was. Emotional. But yeah, that was the fan expo and in other years I've skipped it. And a tag league, I've skipped it. It was kind of a different format, but this time it was like you got a full main shotgun show and we were treated again to the entrance of he's quick, he's ace, he's going to win the race, Julian Pace. <laughs> Julian Pace! <laughs> yeah, he's a good boy. I bought his shirt today. You bought it today? I bought it over there. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to do over there, but I bought it today because he likes cars, I like cars, it makes sense. He looks like love child of Axel Dieter Jr. and Lightning McQueen. <laughs> and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, then we took a break, went to McDonald's, saw that Order 109, which has become <laughs> a joke now between everyone, set up on the screen. When was that first scene? Was um, that was the first scene, I think, Saturday night. When the fight broke out. Yeah, there was a fight in in the McDonald's overhousing. We didn't know what the man was saying, but um, I think his order is still up on the screen. <laughs> McDonald's. Coming <laughs> out of McDonald's for getting really aggro. Its <laughs> order was still up on the screen on Monday. So yeah. Oh, just little things. Yeah. But then night three. Yeah, what a, what another great show. I mean, I don't think. If you ask people on night one who was going to win 16 carat, you might have gotten one person who said Absolute Andy, and that was that rabid, there was a rabid Absolute Andy fan up in the, um, well, why have I forgot what it's called? Uh, it was the VIP balcony, but I nicknamed it the divorce dad yeah. section. Must have been his pals. Uh, yeah. yeah, just one rabbit, absolute Andy fan. Maybe he would have said it, but I don't think anyone else could have called this. No, absolutely. I wouldn't. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, it was a massive shock, but it made so much sense in the end. And I was fine with it, even though, like, I think if it happened somewhere else, people would be annoyed. I think it's like for the Irish people listen to us. If anyone's listened to us from Ireland today, who, I guess, who's never seen WXW before and lost that 16 carat. It's probably the equivalent of Paul Tracy winning a big tournament in Ireland today. <laughs> it actually is, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not going to lie, though. During that last match, I was part of the I'd rather be a snake than a star section. Why do people dislike David Starr? It was weird. I, I just Kilby didn't want him to win. Kilby's such an influencer. Kilby was anti-David Starr, and Kilby has such an influence over everyone that I thought that people were more down on David Starr than they needed to be. He just kept saying, release the promos, Andy, about <laughs> Andy Quilden in, in Rev Pro, which I don't really understand what it is, but I guess he's got some promos of David Starr that he hasn't released. And Kilby just shout, release the promos, Andy, you know, like, Kilby, behave yourself, and then he'd stop. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really want David Starr to win. <laughs> Not going to lie. Wasn't, I wasn't wasn't Patrick win, but he was defeated by Absolute Andy earlier in the night in an absolutely incredible match. Yeah, that was great. I mean, just the whole night, like, because no one wanted Absolute Andy to win. Like, he was the only kind of person that really people got behind and booed. Mm-hmm. Like, he just didn't want them. Like anyone, it was anyone else but Andy. Like, yep. Then he did, and I was like, what? That's why he's Boom. so good. He gets the oh. reaction. He gets the reaction he should get, which is booed. People hating him. Exactly. It's what makes it. It's what makes, like I wasn't actively cheering absolute Andy during the main event. I was kind of sneakily saying it to myself, like <laughs> that I, I wanted him to win. I didn't want to ruin it. I didn't want him to win, but I was okay with it when he did. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. There's a lot. There's a lot more. I think. They can do with him winning yep. than it did with David Starr. Yeah. And another big surprise on this night was Ilya coming out to challenge Matt Riddle. Oh, yeah, that was an absolutely <laughs> fantastic match. And I'm really glad we got to see it. So Matt Riddle came out and issued an open challenge, and it was answered by the champion, which was Ooh. quite incredible. Ilya wanted the match with Matt Riddle. Yeah, and I'm so glad that they did it. It was a highlight of night three for sure, definitely in ring. They they gave it their all. Like Ilya is just the perfect guy to take punishment. And it's nearly like he soaks up the punishment to then dish it out himself. It, it's incredible. This match and the absolute Andy Timmy Satcher are my two favorites on this night. It was when Tim took the wrench off Absolute Andy and Absolute Andy tried to interfere with the wrench or whatever it was the big pliers and the way just the way Tim so seamlessly took it off and it was just such a great moment it really yeah it was so gentlemanly like yeah. not today good sir yeah, taking that off you and handing it to the referee yeah that was really really great and the that Red Lilia match is great I can't wa- wait to watch that one back yeah and there's just one moment on this show the most emotional moment was just Walter and Timothy lost the tag titles to um, Bad Bones and Demac and a very odd finish. Yeah. But it's what happened afterwards. You know, Walter said some lovely words about Timothy Thatcher yeah. and all he's done for WXW and and the training academy and on all that. And Tim just takes the microphone and says, Ev Wiedersehen and and leaves. Yeah, like it makes sense because I guess he's going back to America for a while, but it didn't click with me that it would happen. I I don't know. Again, other things clouding my judgment, but I didn't think they were going to lose the titles this weekend. There you neither, go. Neither did I. Like it was just so sudden because the match was was made 
you know, at the, at the start of the show after after Tim lost his his match, it's kind of made like the Walter and Tim after the match, and it was nearly like he was just pushed too far this weekend. It was one step too far. It was Walter's own booking that screwed him out of both titles this weekend. So that that's something that they're going to play on, I guess. It was. Yeah. Uh, I think Tim was like the MVP of the whole weekend. Definitely, when it comes to investing in someone's story, Tim's definitely the highlight. I mean, I wanted him to win 16 cards so bad. I really, really, really did. I mean, I just really, really wanted him to win that tournament. I mean, just so invested and held my scarf up high, held up high, just completely invested. up high. <laughs> Some of the visuals from that is amazing. Oh, it's brilliant. So many scarves. I want to go WrestleMania weekend and put it on the big screen at Evolve and just be like to the crowd, look at that. That is how you treat Timothy Thatcher. Look. <laughs> look, all of you. All of you Evolve fans, look. And point at the screen. And I'll all see all the hundreds of people with their Timothy Thatcher scarves raised high at 16 carat. Um, but the promo that Tim cut, I was on Shotgun and they showed it on night one on the big screen. It was just amazing. It was one of the best promos I've ever seen. I said this on the torch. I was on the torch. Probably heard Adam. Going you big fish. I know, big fish. I was on the torch. And I, as I said, it was just an incredible promo that just got you so invested and so wanting this guy to win because he told you exactly what this weekend meant to him. And you believed it and you felt it. And you just really were rooting for Tim. And sadly, it was not the case. But he did win ambition, which was incredible so he didn't go yeah. empty-handed exactly he, he he won something and yeah. something that meant a lot to him yep so i think you know fingers crossed he goes back to to america to california for a while and hopefully he said he should be coming back to europe at the end of the year yep i'm keeping my fingers crossed i hope so too i think he belongs in wxw I've never seen such a perfect fit for one person yeah. and a wrestling company together than I do with WXW and Timothy Thatcher. I just wish Axel was still around too. I know it's selfish, but I just would love if Axel Lee Jr. was still around with Walter and Tim. I would love it. Ah, uh, stuff. I know. I just he was my favorite in in WXW when I when I started watching more of it. Yeah, he was my favorite, and yeah, ah, uh, if only. Yeah, Axel was my favourite too for first few years anyway of me going over. Definitely, he was a standout for me on the first card I went to, which, as I said on the torch, that nobody's listened to, that's something to this. I didn't overly enjoy my first 16 card experience, which was all the way back in 2014. It was okay and I enjoyed some of the wrestling, but I didn't get into it properly until 2015. But certainly Axel all the way through was my favourite, my stand-up guy. It was the music that they played at the after party. You know, the Ghostbusters theme one that was like Nordish by nature? No, 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 no. Yeah, that was her theme song and him and the Mackies danced to it and I loved that. Um, so yeah, Axel. Oh my guy. Other things on this card before we wrap up? Uh, it was great to see um, Chris Brooks and Travis and Jonah Rock team up. You know, like a, a new edition of CCK. Uh, Jonah Rock is Chris Brooks's best friend now. And Jonah Rock finally got a win at 16 Carat Weekend <laughs> in the last show. 
poor guy. <laughs> poor guy hadn't won up until night three. He has some great showings, though, at least. Yeah, definitely. He's he's an amazing professional wrestler, and I'm happy we get to see him again back in Ireland at, at a contender show against Terry Thatcher. Brace yourself. Yeah, our good friend Blaine uh, told Jonah Rock to brace himself, and <laughs> I'm not too sure he knew what it meant, so I don't think he is braced. <laughs> He will have to brace himself this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He might get another loss. You you got to see um, Killer Kelly and Wenza for the first time as well? Wenza. Yeah, I was really happy to see. Well, Killer Kelly is absolutely fantastic. I was really She's impressed great, by it? her, considering her um, years of experience. But to see Wesna Busick... Like, I was a massive Shimmer fan back in the day, and she, and she was on that. So to see her come out and the crowd reaction for her was incredible. She's such a beast in the yep. best way. She's so good. She's so scary. Yeah, so scary. I mean, I'm not surprised all the women in this match were kind of tentative and afraid of her. Yeah, it was, it was her interactions with Kelly in this match were really, really good. I'd love to see them one-on-one. Um, nobody knew Wesna was there either. She was definitely a surprise. Oh, amazing. That makes it even better. Yeah. WX will be bringing all the surprises. She wasn't a surprise in the way Ilya was a surprise, but like, because Wesna was around backstage, but they didn't announce that she was there for the weekend and she rarely wrestles for them. So it was, to a degree, a surprise. So all around, just pretty good, eh? Yep. Do I have anything negative to say just to kind of in, in fairness or balance yeah. um, just wish I was a bit taller maybe so I could yeah, see better a little bit taller. <laughs> yeah there were standing platforms there which were a great idea they were like tiered steps that you could stand on but even then I'm five foot six and I struggled at times definitely Saturday was my worst view yeah I think the there's a band there playing Bad Bones. It's an entrance yeah. theme. I think they kind of hindered the view a bit as well. Yeah, for sure. I still wouldn't get seats, though. I had seats for my first carrot. And at the end of it, I was kind of thinking, oh, will I get seats for next year? Or if I want, I can go where Alan commentates from, which is up in the balcony. I would be allowed to sit there, but it's not as fun. And I have to be quiet and watch the show. And that's great at, at times. And I've definitely done that at tournaments before especially when there wasn't the big crowd over from Ireland, just sat back and watched it. And it's great to sit back and watch it and enjoy it. But for me, being down in the crowd, it's just such a better experience. And you, you can just feel it a lot more and not throwing shade at anyone, but I don't like watching wrestling with wrestlers around. Oh, yeah, just in case you say something. <laughs> like, not even, yeah, there's a degree of that, but also wrestlers comment on wrestling in a different way than a fan would oh yeah and of it course. just takes me out of it because i'm not in wrestling i'm just a fan and i just want to watch it with fans but there's been times as well at shows in ireland where wrestlers in ireland have sat near me and when they talk about wrestling when there's wrestling i just i just don't like it and it it takes me out of it and it bothers me and i it's not good I'm not saying like I wouldn't sit down and watch wrestling with a wrestler. They're not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. We're just watching it. Like it's not that weird, but sometimes they just talk, they say stuff, and because they notice other things that like 
I guess fans wouldn't notice or they criticize things and I don't know. I don't like it. You just want to enjoy the experience yeah. that's wrestling. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think by the end of that main event on Sunday, my uh, I could feel, feel my knees struggling a little bit, but no, the experience I wouldn't change for the world. Absolutely not. And at the end of the night, we had our traditional dinner in Alex. We accommodated a good 40 of us in their restaurant and did a great job. Yeah, that was actually really lovely just to, to unwind and and talk with everyone and, and talk about the, the content that was put up on, on Twitter during the course of the, the weekend. And, you know, get some I'm surprised I didn't get noise. kicked out for doing some Bobby Guns chants <laughs> and some of the guys were doing a conga chant to Maria Salani, do, do, do. But, yeah, it was a great time spent with great people. It really was. There was no, I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but there was no fucking around all weekend. You know, there was no beefing, there was no silly drama, there was, all the fans were just really, really great. Oh, definitely. And I'm really hoping a lot of the same group of people go back next year or go to Tag League. It seems to just be adding all the time, like there is the core people and then just add more and more every every time. So as long as you don't add any bad eggs, we're going to be good, I think. Yeah, like, and I just want to say a special shout out to, there's a lot of people that were thanking, you know, Irish and the UK fans and other fans for coming over. But like, really, you know, the WXW regulars and, and everyone part of the company made us feel really, really welcome. And, and that's a big deal, like that they weren't kind of like, oh, who are these guys coming in, taking over? Like they, they were so nice and accommodating and just, it was great to experience those shows with them. It was definitely something I was a bit worried about to a degree. Like, were the German fans annoyed with the Irish fans because, or the Irish and the UK fans for being a bit loud and a bit boisterous and doing like the songs and stuff? Because you wouldn't know how people would take it. Because I know at events in the UK and stuff before, there has been kind of hints of that, that people were annoying and stuff. So we definitely were a bit conscious of it. And I think everyone was kind of with the mindset to keep the attention on the wrestlers and not try and take it over like there was no for example the we are awesome chance which making me just my skin crawl but it was very focused on the wrestlers and it was thankfully appreciated by the germans and we are welcome back we're not like banished from germany forever which would be really sad yeah i want to go back to overhouse and never thought i'd say that whatever you do is it the yes i got my lovely picture on the last day did you yeah, we had to on our way back up to go get food. We're like, it hasn't been done yet. We can't leave. Can't leave it out a photo with the shell of Kabuki. That's that's a must if you're going. But yeah, um, do you have any negatives of the weekend? Um, I really, really don't. I, I, I I'm really trying to think of something because I probably sound like a big salesperson or something. <laughs> you know. We usually do on the show anyway, no matter who we're talking about. I was asked, was I in Gabe's books there a couple of weeks ago? Oh, I mean, like, there's there's no negatives that are big enough to work, be worth discussing on this show. No, for sure. And, like, I don't want it to come off as nepotism either, like, because Alan works for them. 
uh, my boyfriend does the commentary and stuff. Like, I, I'm just there as a fan. Like, if he wasn't in the commentary, I'd just be there as a fan anyway, and he'd be there as a fan. He watched Ambition with us down in the standing area as well, and Sarah did buy her tickets. It was just a last-minute thing that we asked if uh, it would be okay if she went into the media area because we thought she'd be good and she'd have some good questions. Now, I don't know if she did have some good questions, but um, <laughs> Patrick, who runs the media centre, said he was more than happy for Sarah to join in, in the media discussions and and get the press pass. And it also meant that Sarah could go to the after show party. Yeah, that's the big important thing. <laughs> I did ask questions, though. I swear I did. Uh, I asked Speedball, well, you know, wrestling did he watch when he was on tour? If there's anything different that we wouldn't expect him to watch. And he says he just watches a lot of wrestling that he wants to go do. Like he'd watch a lot of DDT right now. I asked Bad Bones. You know, if there's going to be any new members of Rise joining anytime soon. And basically, he gave no answer to that, that just that, you know, that they were looking and they had people in mind. So he didn't really give us any names. And I also talked to Avalanche about the, the Irish support that were over. So I did grab the microphone once or twice. We, no we, Pokemon questions. I waited until did you know? Saturday, Saturday evening, Saturday night to ask those around the merch tables. Oh, you asked him around the merch table. <laughs> yeah, I felt a bit more comfortable. I was a bit more loose at that point. Oh, please do fill us in your Pokemon questions and answers. Um, so Mark Haskins does not like Pokemon. Um, his his children do though. Didn't give an he didn't know who their favorites were. Um, Chris Brooks quite likes Pokemon. I think he said Growlithe was his favorite. Ooh, that's that's an interesting one. Or Arcanine, no, was it Arcanine? I think it was Arcanine. Is Arcanine the clan? Um, they're, they're pretty much the same. Okay. Um, Jonah Rock kind of likes Pokemon. Can't remember who we said. This is going great, dude. This is great, all you. <laughs> but the most important thing is Travis Banks absolutely loves oh, Pokemon. Yay. He loves it. Squirtle's his favorite. I could see that. He talked about yeah, we talked about who, you know, did you get any shiny Pokemon when you played it? And I was like, I have a shiny Psyduck, which I was very proud of. And he says, I have loads of shiny Psyducks. So Travis Banks confirmed big Pokemon fan. So he is now one of my favorite wrestlers. He already was one of my favorites, but he's moved higher on the list. Very nice. Well done, Sarah, for asking the questions that the people here in the Sarah and Sarah podcast want to hear the answers to. The important questions, who cares what their influences are, really? Yeah, you know? The questions that others are afraid to ask. Exactly. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll ask I'll ask more people at contenders, <laughs> OTT contenders. Um We had one last lovely sixteen carat moment, didn't we? When we were just leaving to go to the airport. We did, we did have a lovely interaction with um Timothy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher just happened to be in the train station arriving into Oberhausen HBF train station when we were leaving, awkwardly carrying our suitcases down the stairs, looked up and there was Timothy Thatcher and he stopped and he took his hat off and he greeted us all one by one, shook all our hands and had a conversation. All seven of us, I think, absolutely just swooned at the same time. There was swooning, Sarah. It actually was. I did swoon. Everyone swooned. The guys and the girls, we all swooned. Timmy Thatcher took off his hat to greet us all. 
Um, we had a bit of a chat with him. He was in great form. And he had tiny little headphones that looked like ones that might get stuck in Barry Ladd's ear. <laughs> he did. He had really small headphones. I shouldn't be slagging his headphones. He was really nice. They were pink as well. The pink yeah, wire. Pink wire. Pink, pink headphones. Oh, yeah. I think our good friend Zig was a bit taken aback by meeting Timothy Thatcher. He was. He was grinning from ear to ear. Was, everyone was so happy just to. Because it was one last thing. We thought everything was over and here comes Timothy Thatcher to greet us all. That was lovely. Just lovely. Like he, he's such a gentleman. He's such a gentleman. He's so nice and such a good laugh. Just it was the perfect end to a perfect weekend. Exactly. And then we all went home. Well, no, you except for you. <laughs> except for me. I'm not I'm currently not at home. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was our 16 car weekend, and I know. Sorry, that sounded like an absolute chill, but it really was like just the best weekend ever. Yeah, and I really can't wait to do it again. I hope you go to tag league. I mean, I think when I get home, I'll have to see and request the days off. Yep. I was waiting to get my college timetable because I'm starting back college in two weeks, and I'm good for it. Amazing. As long as I fly home on the Monday morning, I'm good to go. I have to be in college on the on the Monday night. So I'll be getting the early morning Monday flight, which I've never gotten before. But other than that, I'm good. I don't have any college that weekend. So. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so I'm looking into booking that already. I mean, I'm going to try and get and wrangle my two brothers to go with me because I really want them to experience WXW. Yeah. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Oh God, that's very low. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, how are you? Not too bad, how are you? Good. Are we live on the air? We are. We just put the call out there on the Twitter to see if anyone wants to join the podcast and Jamesy has answered our call. <laughs> that's pretty good. Have you been talking about 16 carats? We have. We've, we've covered the whole thing and we've left calls till the, the end. Um, we know that you were there for the first time. You were very, very excited to be going over and... Just want to get some of your thoughts on the weekend. Oh, my God. It was brilliant. One of the best weekends ever. Um, from every point of view, really. All the... Well, like, the wrestling was brilliant, which was to be expected anyway, you know. Um, the Saturday night was one of the best things I've ever seen. I'm sure you've talked about it already, the whole Ilya return and everything. Um, probably the best thing I've ever seen in wrestling. Um, like I, I keep watching the video over the 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 YouTube video that's up of his entrance. Like, and every time I watch it, I, I still get goosebumps even looking at it. You know, and not just the wrestling, like just everything. It was just great crack. Like, I don't think a smile left my face from the whole start of the weekend to the end. You know, all the crack we had with everyone who was there. The just everything. It was brilliant, you know. I mean, my voice is only, I don't know how your voices are, but my voice is only going back to normal today, really. My voice hasn't come back at all. I'm still struggling. Oh, God. oh no. I don't know when I'll be myself again. Michelle of a human. <laughs> Will we ever be the same? <laughs> oh. I don't think so. I really don't. <laughs> I wasn't right for the whole of Saturday night. I mean, I seriously wasn't right. I was like, after the show had ended and it was a good. 40 minutes after the show had ended, I was still screaming into my scarf. Yeah. I had to put it over my mouth to squeal. And the head of production, Katia, who does the Lord's work, producing all these shows, 
I've only spoken to her once or twice before, but she actually just came over to give me a hug because she saw the wreck I was. Ah, that's it. That's wow. it all. Like it was just something else, wasn't it? I, I remember at one stage of it, I don't know how long into the match it was. I just looked down at my own hands and they were just shaking, like just a pure rush of adrenaline that went through me, you know. Um, and I had to rewatch the match again there when I got home because I, I actually couldn't remember anything about the match itself apart from the end of it. It was just, I just couldn't take it in when we were there because of just what had happened, you know. Um, but I looked back at it and I watched it back, and it, it is actually, it's, it's not only was it a great moment, like the match itself was actually really, really good as well. It's, it's, I definitely have it as my match of the year so far, anyway. Oh, it was just brilliant. Like, just the return to the Walter and Ilya bits that happened the year previous, like. Exactly. Yeah. I think the great thing about the match was, like, it's it wasn't just a guy thrown into a match. Like, each one of the three of them have a history with each other. Like, Ilya and Bones have a few that goes back years. And, like, Sarah probably would know more about it than me. But oh, yeah, um, they've sure. been on and off for a long time. Uh, Walter and Bones, the same. And then um, Ilya and Walter, as you said, part two of their um, unbelievable match from last year as well, you know. So just everything about it was perfect. You know, even the if you look back at the promo from before the match, um, they put the big promo up on the screen of Walter talking about the, the WXW title, like, and he calls it the, the Grand Prix of wrestling. I always love when he calls it that because it makes it seem so important. And the way he said that... Um, he kind of foreshadowed the whole thing. He said, it's my responsibility to make sure that by the end of the night, and WXW has a worthy champion. Something along those lines, like, which, you know, it wasn't, when you watched it then, you were probably thinking he meant himself, but really he was just trying to make sure it was anybody but Bones, really, you know. It was just brilliant. The whole thing was brilliant, like the way it was done and the way it was handled and everything. It's just such slow burn with WXW. Yeah. Things you think are going exactly. to happen, they, they happen eventually, but they don't happen when you think they're going to happen. And it's just, yeah. it takes so much longer for things to, I guess, progress and just to get to a point that when you do get the payoff, it's just such a, I don't know, just such a, just, it's just such a great moment when you finally get the payoff. Like, yeah. Lost four times to Bad Moon since winning 16 Carat last year. Yeah. And we're like, we were all really pissed off like like yeah, when he lost like everyone was sure he was going to win there at the end of the year was at the 17th anniversary show I think everybody was just presumed that was that was the time that it was going to happen but when it didn't happen I think people were kind of they were a bit annoyed with WXW but it always was at the back of my head like this let them let it play out you know and let, let's see what happens and, and there you go you get it. It's like, it's so hard to be surprised these days. Like we know everything that goes on in wrestling. You know what I mean? We nearly, we can predict most storylines. It's very rarely in, in modern wrestling, you get a complete surprise like that, that just bowls you over. You know what I mean? And, um, as you said, just the, the slow burn storylines, like this whole thing that's going on with Rise as well is completely ingenious. Like, you know what I mean? Like when they started Rise, it was, it was a load of guys that nobody really knew very well. It was like a bunch of guys that aren't weren't great on their own, but were great in a group. But now you look at the group, like, and each individual person in it feels special. You know what I mean? And you care about them all, like, you know, Pete Bouncer, like, who was he six months ago? You know what I mean? He's he was just a jobber in the company, like he wasn't doing anything. And there we are on Sunday night. He had a thousand people roaring his name, like, ready, ready for him to turn on bad bones. You know that kind of thing is just pure genius, like, you know what I mean? You know. 
the character of each individual person in Rise now. And you kind exactly. of know the tension between each each of the members and how they all link in. And it just feels like a house of cards that's ready to come down. But how yeah. will it come down? Who will stick with who? You, ha- you have an idea, but you're not sure. And then you've got Lucky Kid in the middle of them, who everyone really loves now. And they, they don't want him to be with Rise. They want him to be a good guy. But it's... Yeah, like he's... And like he was, so he came out again. Another guy who, who who wasn't really well known by anybody six months ago, and he was one of the biggest stars of the weekend. Like you know what I mean? On the three nights, he got huge reception from the crowd. They love him, you know what I mean? And um, it's a kind of a thing where they they just they have all these stars bubbling underneath the surface, ready to break out. You know what I mean? Like you've got. I was just thinking about the roster there um, when I came home and it's a few things about it. Like, number one, it's completely stacked now. Like, I mean, if you think of main eventers, like you've got Ilya, you've got Walter, you've got Thatcher if he's going to be around anymore, you've got Bad Bones, you've got Yearn when he comes back, you've got David Starr. If any of them was the champion, you know, they're all worthy champions, like, you know what I mean? And then the next level down, you've got um, your lucky kid, Bobby Guns, Marius, all these guys ready to break out. It is, it's ridiculous how many people they have now, you know, and they've done so, what they've done so well is they, like, I care a, a huge amount about each one of those guys because they brought you on a journey with them, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and they make you care about them and they give people storylines and they give people characters and they give you a reason to care. And it's it's like, I look at that whole roster from top to bottom and I love everyone on the roster. Like, and I've never been able to say that about a promotion. And like, even when I was mad about ROH 10 years ago, there were guys I could take or leave, but like there's nobody in in WXW that I don't love. You know what I mean? It's amazing. And it is. That's even something from like I haven't been watching WXW as long as as most people. But that weekend really got me invested in every single person. If they were like a lower guy or a higher guy, and I think I forget who tweeted, but someone said like WXW could do a 16 carat of just their guys. And it would still be absolutely fantastic. And I completely agree with that sentiment because every single person's made feel important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'd, I'd go no problem if it was just locals. You know, like if, if anything, the guys who got the least responses this weekend were the guys like maybe Haskins and Travis Banks, Matt Seidel, the fly-ins like that, that we kind of know that we've seen. You know, you see them a lot in the UK and that kind of thing. But they very much took a back seat to the locals, you know what I mean? For me, anyway, it was going over, it was all about seeing the locals, but just having been there for the three days, it just kind of it, it cemented my love for them now, you know what I mean? And I'm just completely all in on WXW now. And I think anybody who's been there, like I've heard of so many people signing up to the streaming service since coming home and that kind of thing. And you just have to go once and be there for one weekend. And I think you'd be hooked for life, really, you know? Definitely. Like, I was thinking of people that I'd want over in OTT. I was just thinking that today, and I'm like, I actually just want to see WXW. <laughs> it's Do an a, Irish show, yeah, exactly. Such a destination. <laughs> Imagine if they get Bobby Guns over. I'm sure you've talked about him already, the Irish hero, Bobby Guns. <laughs> oh, I don't think I could talk enough about Bobby Guns. <laughs> he's just brilliant, isn't he? But not only is he brilliant, he's our friend as well now, you see, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was great guy to come out and just talk to us all and just say thanks and take a photograph of the shotgun title. He was and it so was happy. very, very genuine as well. Like, like you'd swear he was a guy who was only resting in front of fifty people every week or something. The way he was so, just so, he just seemed genuinely delighted. Like, you know what I mean? 
is great to see. It makes it, it makes all the chanting worthwhile, I think, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll be chanting that all the time now. Never, when I'm, any time OTT go to make the announcements, just break out in the Bobby Gunn chant. <laughs> I haven't stopped chanting it since I came home. I've got my kids chanting it now. <laughs> People sort of chanting on Twitter. You just see like somebody write guns every hour or so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It doesn't even take seconds I, and someone else is I reckon Bobby we had Gunn. him trending at one point there. He was trending. I think we definitely had Bobby Gunn's trending there at one <laughs> point at the weekend because literally my whole timeline was just his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brilliant. Just brilliant. I might even just tweet out now Bobby Guns on the yeah. podcast just, Twitter. Just go with you'll Guns. Be no more, you you'll be no more than two or three minutes and you'll get a reply for sure. There we go. It's Bobby Guns. <laughs> I, we should have somebody else joining us shortly as well here as oh, we wrap good. up the weekend but certainly the hometown guys it, it feels like a destination location for wrestling now Oberhausen and that you have to fly yeah. there to see the entrances especially for WXW and to see all all their hometown guys yeah that's the thing I mean and I think that's that's one thing that they can offer as, as a live thing like, like I mean you know the way so, some companies have gone the route of um, like like progress changed everyone's music, so everybody's music can be played. But it's it's not the same. Like one of the big things about progress was always the team tunes and, and the way people could sing along with it, or they'd have their chants going with the music, or clap along with it, or whatever. And since they changed the music, like a grand, you can play it out in the VOD, but it just doesn't feel the same. You know what I mean? And the thing with with WXW is, if you've never been, then you don't know the difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it's when you've when you go then you realize it just adds something else to the whole live experience to be able to hear the entrances and everybody has a really good entrance like and it's it's not just music being played like it's the whole it's the big screens it's the lighting it's the you know it's the blowing in cold air for melody's entrance and that kind of thing you know what i mean it's it's just an incredible experience the whole thing is really you know Nobody else is doing no. entrances like that in wrestling at the moment. Not even no. WWE. Like it, no, I, I think oh, like the OTT do make a good go of it when they do the big stadium shows and that kind of thing. Like, but the, the WXW thing is just on another level. Like, it's just unbelievable. It looks like we've got a man who's responsible for um, all the amazing chants at the weekend joining us right now. Good evening. Hello, everybody. How are you going? Hi, Mike. Am I sounding okay? You're sounding good and you're looking good. You can see your camera. I don't know why <laughs> nobody else has joined in on the uh, video chat, but there we go. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the video chat, Mike, but it's only my ear you can see because I'm on my phone. <laughs> Just say hello to my ear hole. Hello, ear hole. Is there any um, earbuds stuck in there? You don't have any earbuds stuck in there, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How are you doing, Mike? How was your weekend? How was the weekend? I don't know. Did, did we do anything good? Did you do anything good? Just went on holiday, I think. That's all it was. <sighs> yes, no. It was It was a very, uh, very, very special weekend in general, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> okay. I kind of uh, can't believe it's... It all kind of flew past as quickly as it did. But, uh, yeah, all in all, um, don't know. I think it was the best best of the three weekends I've done anyway, um, by miles. Um, not to say the others weren't, but um, yeah, it was just really special time. Yeah, I'm really self conscious being the only one with the camera on now. It's a bit. 
I'm still a shell of a human. You don't want to see me. <laughs> yeah, well, unfor- yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of, I'm just a shadow. Of I did my hair for it, at least. But, uh, <laughs> Your hair looks lovely, Mike. Oh, lovely. You're yeah. wearing clothes, at least, Mike, yeah. <laughs> From the waist up, at least, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite normal? part of the weekend, Mike? The favorite part of the weekend? Um, I loved wrestling Deutschland. And I loved the cult show in the morning. That was great. Um, I don't know. It was just, I think from start to finish, there was it, it didn't feel like I watched six shows in a week in four days. It, yeah. it felt like kind of nothing. Like the, I can't remember who said it on um, uh, Friday evening. Before the break, there was six matches before the first break. And it was like, if you'd asked me how many, I think it might have been... Um, uh, Marsh, um, Marshall, the Marshall guy on Twitter. I can't think of his name. Uh, I met too many people at the weekend. Um, but it was like he said, you'd, if you'd asked him, he would have thought it would have been maybe four at most. But yeah, no, it was just it was so well paced, and I don't feel like it kind of anything. Nothing kind of fell out of place really in the whole weekend. And I to pick just one one favorite thing or favorite match, I think would have been is kind of doing the rest of the weekend injustice. I like to sing in a lot. Um, I've got I've got a vocal. Very good at singing, Mike. Thank you. It's uh, it's somebody. Somebody. Sometimes it's it, what I hate the most is when you're at a show and you kind of not let's say just chanting for the sake of it, but when you have um, you know, it's just people sitting there like on their hands and it's just like you know that it kind of it does really bring bring it bring me out of the whole. You know the whole situation. If like if people are just sat there, sitting there on the hands, or just looking on their phones, or just taking pictures, and it's just like I kind of I, I I'm happy. It kind of made the rest of us as happy as it kind of I I enjoyed doing it as well. And I, you know it was good. It was good fun to I was just, like, I was sort of saying explaining to like my folks here. It was like we almost pretty much had a cop like in in the corner where we was just the a bit making noise and everybody followed us. And I kind of like I thought that was brilliant. I was kind of like when I got in on the Sunday, um, I was like, right, I made a beeline over to that corner, and then it was just like had to had to had to be in that corner because I think if I'd been anywhere else, it would have just been would have been the same. But yeah, no, got got a place for life in that corner now. I think <laughs> I'm hoping that there's like it's reserved with a big green Irish flag the next time we go over. <laughs> well, you see, the thing the thing is, um, tag league that was where the merch was. No, actually, no, tag league was where that was where Alan was. Yeah, um, and at Carrot last year, that corner was for much. So I don't know. It might I'd like to think that the success of Carrot might facilitate them having more events with that similar sort of crowd. But um, I mean, I I don't know if there's that many people who went to Carrot who are thinking, oh, I don't I don't I don't know if I bother with Tag League. I think there's going to be quite. A, we might lose one or two, um, but at the same time. I think for every one we lose, and I think there's about two or three people on Twitter are probably like, "Yeah, we need to be there next." You know, yeah. tagly. Yeah, I I know of at least three or four um, of like my London lot who um, want to be coming. So you know, that's that's quite an exciting one. So yeah, I, I think um, I think there's hopefully you know that we can kind of keep that area not for us, but I mean, hopefully keep that area sort of accessible for crowds. And yeah, just it was a, it was a good great laugh and. Uh, just yeah, it's it's there's too many. It's kind of those things that I can't pinpoint like one one thing. It was just it was just all 
fabulous time. It was a fabulous time. I was just going to say, I don't think any of us can say anything negative about this weekend. Even when me and Sarah were just talking, we had zero negatives. There's literally nothing. Mike, come on, help us out. We don't sound like complete salespeople here. Um, I, I mean, yeah, we've all been co-opted by the uh, German media, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the official line anyway. The kind of the only negatives are things we can't necessarily talk about, aren't they? That was if we're talking about somebody who fell over, who fell down the stairs. I mean, that was kind of a negative, wasn't it? But then it was funny for us, so <laughs> it was them. I'm not Irish, so I can I can say it. But it was them who got gotten to, not us. You know, so there we have it, guys. <laughs> you can do in them dots, but it wasn't Jordan Devlin in in Oberhausen. So. Uh, God forbid we say anything negative about our beloved Jordan Devlin. Oh, oh it's his birthday today. Oh, oh no, I love Jordan Devlin. He's brilliant. So, yeah. You saw another Irish wrestler wrestle recently, didn't you, Mike? Sorry, what was that? You told me you saw another Irish wrestler. At, at Rec- recently. I saw, yeah. So actually, before, I kind of have apologies. Apology to the Sarah and Sarah uh, fans. So... After the, at the last Sarah and Sarah show, um, you called me and asked me had I been, been to any shows. I'd completely forgotten that I went to Pro Wrestling Eve's Wrestling Friends the day before. Yeah. Uh, among other people, I did see um, Rocky Mack and another tall Irish man. Oh. And uh, yeah, I thought he was brilliant, Rocky Mack. He was good. Right on my street, I think. And apparently you went to school with her, didn't you, Sarah? Yeah, he was about two years below me. He's from the same small village on the southeast coast of Ireland as I am and his character is very much based on some of the characters shall we say from from my <laughs> local town even some of the names he calls people I think there was one he calls someone pigeon eye power but there actually was a pigeon right. eye power <laughs> <laughs> did you see that video he did lately with the porridge yeah it's amazing I've not I've not it's seen that no. absolutely brilliant it's well worth a look yeah no well I so said that the, the I, I thought he was great. I was like, it's kind of the thing. I keep on coming. I keep on. I don't really necessarily see the big stars of Irish wrestling because they don't get booked over here. Um, but like, I've seen to see. I've seen Logan Bryce, and I've seen who hasn't really done very much outside of Ireland. And I've seen Rocky Mack, who's I think obscure to say the least, really for Irish wrestling. And it's like I, I think I've, I've loved both of them, and in their own way. And it's kind of it's. If, if you've seen if you've seen the Twitter after Tag League, you'll know how much I love Logan Bryce. So, uh, was that at Lucha Forever or Lucha for eight months? <laughs> I saw. I saw <laughs> is that canon now? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not forever. <laughs> I saw. I saw Logan Bryce at Lucha for eight months. I think I saw him against. Uh, I, I'm not going to anger uh, Arn by saying no fun done. I saw him versus against Chief Deputy Dunn. Um, I think. I might have to have a look actually on Cage Match. Help me out, Stringer. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I saw him. I saw him. Saw him definitely for Lucha Forever, and then obviously um, Rocky Mack for Pro Wrestling Eve a couple of a couple of weeks ago. It was in a, it was in a world of sport, world of sport match, which was three rounds of wrestling, two minute, three 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 minute rounds of wrestling interspersed with three uh, games of countdown, <laughs> and. Um, if if you can if you can fight I don't know if personally you have I think they do have an on demand thing but if you do um, get the chance to find it, it it's worth a watch because it is a good laugh um, yes it was yes it was Logan Bryce versus Chief Deputy Dunn there we go but yeah 
it was that was that, that's that's the Irish wrestlers I see in the UK. I did also see Jordan Devlin at that same show. But, uh, yeah. I wonder who the tall Irish wrestler was. Was it Adam Maxted? Do you know him? No, Adam. No, I wouldn't. I know who Adam Maxted is. Um, it's, oh, I'll see if I can find it. Oshin Delaney, maybe. There's a UK-based guy that he's been. Um, you see him take. He was a big. He was a big tall lad, and he was in yeah. the same. If I, I want to say, same Irish kid has been living in the UK for years. Um, I'll try and find it, but yeah. Anyway, they were they were both really interesting, and I say it was it, there was kind of like little, little skits where um, I don't know if you know the Resistance Gallery or something where they do the shows. It's it's basically like it makes it makes um, the WXW Academy look like the Tokyo Dome, like in terms of size. But there's where the majority of the crowd stand is basically underneath a um, underneath a as you can see I'm gesturing uh, underneath the big balcony um which has got which is where a lot of the workers all climb uh, you know hang out and there was a bit where uh rocky mackie like prayed to to god <laughs> for for advantage in the match and then a steel chair flies down from like the balcony from above and <laughs> and That's good. it's yeah it's kind of it's lots of cool stuff like that um <laughs> yeah, i'm trying to i'm trying to find hey mike <laughs> hello alan how are you I'm good. Oh. What's your pig called? My pig. Yeah, this one. That one, indeed. It's, it's a very a mon- sparkly it's, it's pig. It's a. It's like a um, money money box thing. Um, I don't know. I don't really know if it has got a name. Well, I think we need to name it. <laughs> what do you like? What would you like to name it? Sparkle the sparkly pig. Well, that's the best name I thought. I that's better than what I could have thought of. So well done, Sparkly the Sparkly Pig. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Sparkly the Pig. Welcome to the show, Sparkles. <laughs> he'll be he'll be a regular from now on. Will you bring him to Tag League? I'll have, well, I'll, if I've got space in my bag if after... You've got a passport. I don't know. Are you allowed to, like, transport, transport like, pigs in across the, in the EU? I don't know. Alan's left can... the room again. Sorry? Alan has left the room again. He's left again. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll bring my Daryl to Tag League. Your Daryl? Oh. You showed him to your lucky kid. Oh yeah, they might. He might wave at that Daryl, and we really, really cool. Yeah, that would be. That would be. I saw that you was watching that show earlier this afternoon. Was it? Yeah, I have to rewatch that lucky kid Roman match again. It's 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 actually really really good. I think it was talked about a lot at the weekend, and yeah, yeah that's a good match. Especially, it's like well, from what I can remember, it was like there was lots of people on that on that WWE. I'm sorry, sorry, uh, the what culture World Cup qualifier, and it's like if you look back at the people on that qualifier, it was like Tarkin Aslan's on it, Bones is on it, Lucky Kids on it. I think there was one like Crazy Sexy Mike. I think Cash Money Erkan. Lots of lots of um, lots of really interesting folks on them shows and that on that show. And despite the possibly the worst commentary I've ever heard. Hmm. It was it was actually a pretty decent show. I just had to watch it on mute because it was really really terrible. But yeah, it's not ideal, that's for sure. Needs needs a bit of Alan Forel magic really for old uh, the old watcher what culture does. He should like wrestling, go... wrestling observer awards winner Alan Forel. You watched some of the ta- the sixteen carat stuff back. Did his commentary sound okay? Oh, it was really good. I watched the main event, the three way, and he, he himself and Jeremy were brilliant. Really, really good. 
Yeah, they work. They work together really well. I, I, I really yeah. liked them at the. Um, I thought they were brilliant on the the London, the last London show. Um, they're my favorite English speaking pairing of of all the commentators they have. When it, I think I feel like Alan and Jeremy are like the A team. Yeah, although they've, from what I can tell, that I was looking at the schedule for what's coming up on WSW now, and there's an unwind show coming up. Is that going to be unwind but without Rico? I've not see, I didn't see anybody walking around with the camera though, so I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it'd be unwind with Alan Forel. Oh. oh. Oh, maybe he was secretly filming us all weekend. We didn't yeah, realize. Maybe he was. Well, there is that. There is that picture of him on like the uh, the stairs during somebody. <laughs> I remember one of the Irish lot put, took a picture of him like on the stair, like taking a photo on the stairs. So maybe, maybe he's been surveilling us all weekend. Maybe mm. who knows? Maybe. maybe he had a hidden camera in his like shirt pocket. One of the buttons was a camera. <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows what that would reveal? <laughs> oh, he could have. He, he might have some good footage from the after party if he had a hidden camera. <laughs> there is no, there is no good footage from the after party, <laughs> except for you and Dirty by good, Dragons I mean bad. Brings a change, barring maybe that Ilya dancing to um, everybody, the Backstreet Boys. That was that was incredible. But then nobody seemed to get him dancing to It's Raiding Men. So that's because everyone was too busy dancing with him. Uh, yeah, I got really into that. That was so fun. I tried to take a nice picture of you and Dragon singing Wings of Ch- Change, but none of them came out nice. Oh, no. But that was a lovely moment. And I, 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 I'm actually, me and Dragon are c- claiming Pete Bounce's redemption on that that song, because <laughs> if you if you do remember, uh, and this won't be on WXW Shotgun, but if you do remember, I did drag Pete Bouncer into the into the fold for the, for, at the finale. So... And I didn't drag Kiev, and that's maybe why he didn't join in. So, I, oh. sorry, Ivan. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm 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 going to claim it, and I think Dragon would as well. <laughs> we should get Dragon on here one event one time. He now follows me on Twitter, so I might have to slide in the DM someday. Yeah, hell yeah! Just maybe just tell him it's not recorded, and then it'll be no, tell him we're not we're not recording, and he'll probably like have some scoops on everything. <laughs> we can tell him we're recording. I think he doesn't care. <laughs> he really doesn't give a shit. I will. I wouldn't try and stoop, Dragon. We will tell him we're recording and see what he has to say. I think he'll still say plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Love that man. Yeah, he's you, a great guy. Dirty Dragon is the best fun. Yeah. So so much fun. Yeah, any last thoughts from anyone? The last thoughts. What have we have we finished already? Oh, we we were recording for an hour before we invited you guys. Oh on. Christ! Oh, hours, I'm sorry. I thought we was just starting. That's why. <laughs> that's, why that's why. That's why I've not said anything we, interesting. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all. Mike has notes and everything. No, please. Oh. We can go as long. I can. I can edit all this down. It's okay. You can edit all this out, but this is all good. Yeah. No. Or four uh, hour sixteen carat podcast. <laughs> Yeah, let's just forever talk about 16 Carat until at least Hagley. Yeah. Let's talk about Bobby Guns. How great is Bobby Guns, Mike? Ah, Guns. Bobby Guns. Bobby Guns. 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 Bobby Guns. Bobby Guns. And now this podcast is blocked in Germany because the whole licensing thing. But, um... <laughs> I liked him the first time I saw him, so I'm kind of calling cool hipster and all that. But I'm glad everybody else is finally coming around to it. So, yeah, it's just 
I'm really, I'm, I'm really happy it made him as happy as it did. To be honest, it was like, it was one, so happy. There was one or two moments like that um, last weekend where like wrestlers kind of got very like one or two people. They kind of got very like personally like they were very, very personally nice to me at the weekend, and it was just like it just made me like it made me a little bit uh, like teary for a bit, but. It was just like, yeah, it was kind of, it was complete bizarre land, but I absolutely loved it. And uh, I wish it was, I wish I was going to it again this weekend, but I've not got a show until next Saturday, which is WXW London. So very exciting. I'm so jealous. I wish I was going. I thought you was looking at going, wasn't you? Yeah, flights aren't looking too nice, mm. unfortunately. What about into Luton? Not great. Mm, that's a shame. Be there in spirit once the Bobby Guns chance ring out through it. Well, I've been trying to get like, I've been trying to get the people I know who are going to like, like you have to like join in, otherwise we can't be friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> no pressure. But um, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna go. In, the other thing I'm doing for WXW London is I'm gonna tomorrow. I'm gonna go into town and buy myself a green polo and go as the Monster Consulting's UK representative. <laughs> and just, and just hang around Tremendous. the merch table in case. Just going to hang around the merch table, giving people five minute treat, five minute treatment. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we can go, how it goes. But I'm, I'm really excited. It's come some int- Like I love how TK like tried to like body off Bobby the other day, and it was just like Bobby, and we're just all like, nah, screwed. Bobby's king. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of good people on that card. And say, that's the other thing I wanted was I want to say. Um, it's, again, I'm ruining the podcast. Probably saying about apparently the um, progress WXW shows in in um, August September. Yeah, the uh, progress show starts at uh, so the WXW show starts at seven, and the progress show starts at midnight in Hamburg. Oh. It's like I'm like that's going to be an interesting one. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. It's a bit bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was a mix shows. Is it two so, shows in each venue? Two shows in each, so there's six shows over three days in three cities. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, do I maybe? I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm going to be off for the show in Frankfurt, so I might possibly go, might just quickly get a flight into Frankfurt for the Frankfurt ones. But no, because we're doing the other two. Oh, are you? Yeah, <laughs> oh. we're going to fly over to um, Hamburg, and then we're going to fly. Gonna go to the show in Hamburg. To is that an appreciation night? It's like it's you can drive it, but it takes like four hours. But you can get a flight that's like fifty five minutes, and it's only like thirty five euros. I was looking into it last night, so I recommend just fly from Hamburg to Dusseldorf and go to the Oberhausen shows. And then we can get a train. Go. It's only like three hours, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I know there's a train. Euros not bad though. Goes, go, yeah, we'll see. We'll no, see. I, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure what I'm going to do with them. Um, I'm going to. See what see what holiday I've got around then because obviously I want to do tag league. Oh, I need to do tag league. So I need to do Hamburg because I've never been to Hamburg before. And those oh, the Mercatella. I want to go to Hamburg so I can go to that model train thing. It's a bit of a sad thing, but I want to go see that you know that miniature Wonderland thing. Do no, you know? Do you guys great. know about that? It's like the world's largest model model village is in some massive warehouse in um, in Hamburg. It looks awesome. I feel like I have heard about this before it sounds, it sounds very familiar it's been on telly like quite a well over here at least it's been on telly quite a lot um like james may did a thing there once and yeah 
Does everything just happen in massive warehouses in Germany? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. They lead the world in massive warehouses. <laughs> massive warehouses. <laughs> so I think, so at the weekend we went to, I went to a show in a old uh, power station and, and also a show in an old zinc factory, which was the, uh, where the wrestling cult show was. So I'm kind of thinking, what other crazy venues are there in Germany? Like, what's the Mark's Hall like? Is that like an old market or something? It's like, they, 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 they use their space very well, the Germans. Yeah, so. they do. They <laughs> do. No, they can have wrestling anywhere. Well, I was like, there was a picture Chris Brooks put up the other day of like, it was the first time he went to, to um, first time he wrestled with WXW and it was like in some car park. I was like, I don't know if, he's, if you've seen that picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wonder, like, you know, where in Oberhausen or Essen that is. It's like, interesting. I'm gutted I didn't get to go to the cult temple this time, but hopefully there might be something in October, so. Bloody Gary Newman. Gary Newman. Gary Newman and Josh Bowden put a, put a scupper to that weekend. <laughs> Gary Newman. How are the negatives? And Gary Newman and Josh Bowden. <laughs> I wasn't going to name her. Google. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should you should uh, censor out what what James has just said and just put like honk honk where he says like <laughs> where he says that person. Yeah, we lost whatever that was because my computer glitched and I remember when recording it. Sorry, we lost whatever that was because my computer glitched and I'm the one recording it. I didn't say anybody, so don't worry. I genuinely, we lost the last 10 seconds. After you said oh. Hong Kong, I tried oh. to tell you about the torch, <laughs> and we missed it. It was a good time to cut out if it was, was going to cut out. I didn't hear it. You want to say it again? Uh, that's, no, I said no, because it's fine. It doesn't matter. When you finish recording, I'll say Just a lot of beef references. Yeah, so oh. we were talking about beef, and somebody who had a lot of beef in the back, back in the uh, locker room, but obviously we don't want to say that because... WXW is a wholesome company who doesn't deal in that sort of thing. Absolutely. I feel like the title of this show is just going to be called We Love WXW and that's it. They love wrestling, so. We love wrestling. What a lovely place. It's it's one of those things that I'd I'd quite happily stop, go to less shows in the UK if it meant I could go do more WXW shows. I'm kind of maybe thinking about doing that. But then at the same time, I still have to book it. Going to Germany, it's like booking two days off rather than just the one. And that's kind of the only main problem, really. But it's just. For but me, it's, it's so good, Mike. Yeah. I know it is. It, like the, the, the funny thing is, it's like it's easier for me to go to WXW in Oberhausen or, you know, Hamburg or whatever it is, than it is for me to go to Wolverhampton for Fight Club Pro. Like, honestly, it, it probably takes the same amount of time. And the hotels are cheaper in Oberhausen. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really inexpensive trip for us as well yeah no I think but obviously the fact we got press passes was a little bit easy for me but the um, weekend you know about 300 400 quid at most once yeah. you once you bring in beer and things it's probably about 300 400 quid for five days really because yeah I was Thursday to Monday so that's the math isn't it yeah Thursday to Monday so yeah that's five days and it cost me probably about the same to do Super Strong Style. That's three days. 
because the hotels are so expensive around Camden. It's e- either either hotel yeah. or well, it's not in Camden either. It's in bloody um, Alexandra Palace. So it's yeah. like you'll go to see anything. I've got no desire. Of, well, I'm I'm I decided to work instead of going. Uh, I would have actually probably rather gone to the there's the Eve York Hall show, isn't it? The yeah. Same yeah. weekend. So that would have been quite a good one to go to, but I'm not particularly that, not particularly fast, to be honest. I think. What if they announce Pogmy Guns, though? I don't think, well, although I'm holding hope that, hope maybe next weekend. Um, but, but then the thing is, if Bobby Guns is in progress, he's not going to have his proper theme, is he? He's going to have some bloody no, rubbish. Exactly. Yeah. We can sing it. They, we can have no music and just let you sing it. Yeah, just let me sing it personally. Just like. <laughs> Put you in the ring with a microphone. Just, just give me a microphone. It's like, and now Bobby Guns is personal ring announcer. <laughs> Guns. Bobby Guns. Guns. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work over Skype because it's just like, there's such a delay. So. But yeah, no. I'm, yeah. It's, I, I'm interested to see how Guns gets run smoking ban in, uh, in London as well. I think he'll just do it, will he? I think he'll do it. I mean, we've been smoking in Ireland and, and wrestlers who, who use cigarettes in their ring entrance just smoke the cigarette. And it's, yeah. There's an argument yeah. that it's like you can do it on the stage, can't you? So there's an argument that there's it's a yeah. performance, isn't it? So. Yep. I think he'll just do it. He'll just do it. He won't give a fuck. He'll just do it because he's killer. He's Bobby Guns. Who's going to tell him not to do it? I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell whoever tells him. David Starr might tell him not to do it because David Starr likes to be the kid who tells the teacher he forgot to give the homework. Well, that's the person who I didn't want to say anything about, but thanks, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you bring him up. Yeah, Um, no. That whole thing with the New Orleans, about the blood work and the no-pile drivers and all that is what I'm referring to. Not whatever you're talking about, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. (laughs) Mike's on camera doing the wanking sign. That was my that was my favorite part of the weekend was was doing that to doing that to absolute Andy at the end of night one and him spotting me doing it and him doing it back to me. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> it was full work. My, my favorite absolute. He, he, he he did it from like he didn't wave it in the air. He did it like he, he mimed it properly. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. It was one of the best things that's ever happened. To me. My favorite absolute anecdote was. Um, was pouring <laughs> was uh, was pouring beer on Sarah's head when he won. <laughs> that was that was the best best actually Andy thing for me from the weekend. That was pretty much his fault that you got beer on your head. I, hate, I hated I hated uh, absolutely Andy all weekend, but then when it got to the final, I'm like, Joe, what? think about the conga line. <laughs> think about think about all them times you've taken a picture and bewildered other people by taking a picture in front of a woman's restroom and like just think like <laughs> is all that Andy. gonna be left left in the past? No. Like if 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 he's the lesser of two evils there and I was just <laughs> I was I was happy absolutely Andy won. Um You're a snake Andy. I think I think we can turn him next year, Mike. Now he has one, like screw that guy, but like uh, during that match I was like no. I was like I'm fully I'm old school Andy fan again. A4 I think we can turn him back. A4 was back. He was dressed as Batman. It was just superb. <laughs> but um, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it could be, what are you drinking? 
apple schnapps. Oh, so, schnapps. Not classy. I'm getting into the German mood. Um, but yeah, no. It's, uh, yeah. I, I, I couldn't throw all that away, especially as if he was in the final against David Starr. So, you know. My dad did us proud. Yeah, but he's only 33, which is. Oh. He's my father. I'm still shook. Yeah, it's incredible. Absolute Andy is younger than me. I must say, you do look a lot better than actually Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> and Bad Bones as well. Bad Bones is 34. Yeah, it's quite... I've, I've, some, I've been looking at um, ages of the WXW wrestlers this afternoon for a, uh, just to find out how old everybody is. And like, yeah. everybody is younger than you think. It's like, it's ridiculous. They're a very wizened bunch. Yeah, except for Julian Pace, who's the same age as me, which is... Which well no he's he's a year younger than me so not really the same age but um, I'm claiming it um, but yeah it's like Julian Pace is the same age as me but like everybody else is just like everybody else is so baby there's so much, so many babies in it so I mean. mm. like Jaron Simmons looks about thirty six and he's twenty six yeah it's yeah. like uh, who else was it who surprised there was somebody else who like surprised me how young they were well like, Bobby Guns is only like twenty five oh and, wow like, I think he's twenty five isn't he. Um, Ilya is only 24 which he yeah, does Ilya, look young Ilya is, still, Ilya is 24 younger. which is terrifyingly terrifyingly yeah, he's been a long time well like that's the thing is it's like Bad Bones is like if Bad Bones is this good now like let's let's be conservative and say he's only got 10 years left like he's going to wrestle till he's 45 he's still got 12 years it's like <laughs> yeah. and it's like that's that's a the, how they kind of counteract the whole like, and I think every single year there's somebody big coming out of the academy who's brilliant. Like last year we had Caspin, last and the and you know this year we had Julian Pace. There's a there's a load of like really really young talent in Germany who I think you know could do a great job in WXW as well. Like Chris Jokic, who we saw on the Cult Show. Yeah, was well, he the guy he in was, the? The three-way match with the two guys in the masks, and he didn't. He wasn't wearing. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you know, he was the guy who uh, who hit the Bowden breaker yeah. and made the other guy kick out a one, which I thought was I would laugh. <laughs> uh, that definitely wasn't a rib for for anything, but um, like, yeah, he he's like really good. Um, it's a, he wasn't quite as good in the um, the wrestling Deutschland show, but the show on the wrestling cult. That match on the wrestling belt was he was brilliant in that one because that was he was against uh, the rotation and I think there's a guy called Mark Benjamin and um, yeah it was just that 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 up until like Saturday night when other show, other matches happened that three way on the wrestling coach show in the morning was probably my match of the weekend up until that point but oh wow um, that's one to catch because I think it will be on YouTube eventually so um, that's one to catch as well but. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw I saw you posted your, your you did forty four shows this weekend, James. It was forty three, yeah, forty three matches, I think, yeah, because I, I did all the carrot shows, ambition, and then I saw like two thirds of the Dighton show. Yeah, but I didn't do cult, and I didn't do inner circle. So you, yeah. you must be what fifty I, or sixty or. I was if I well I kind of my my official count was I included. I work on the Beatles week, the Beatle eight day week, and I include the cockpit show from last Sunday. Okay, yeah. So 
in in that week, I watched eight shows and sixty six matches live. Um, wow! If you, if you don't include the, um, I think if you don't include the cockpit, I think it's if you watched every single match on Carrot Weekend, it was fifty eight matches, and I did do all of them, unless wow. there was another show somewhere that I blanked blanked out and missed. But and there was, there was a shotgun taping as well, of course. Yeah, I went to that one. I saw all the dark matches. I don't have to. I'm not including. I'm not including Matthew versus Trigger in this this match either. <laughs> <laughs> you actually, that was that. Sorry. That was match of the weekend. It was. It was. That was a. That was an incredible match. You know, can't. That's a, that's a. Trigger squashed him though. That was a complete squash. I mean, you can't. You can't. It was like with carrot. It would have been wrong for an import to win. <laughs> push the locals and like Strigger is Strigger is more of a German le- like wrestling legend than like Bad Bones or Delta <laughs> I would argue yeah for sure he pretty much is yeah yeah and it's like you know internationally for sure yeah and I think I think there's a certain ex- in Japan he's, he's big in Japan as well isn't he, he? Is, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but um yeah no, that was it was it's kind of I think it Every time I just like talk about it, because I was talking about it to somebody, uh, one of my mates the other day, and it's just like every time I talk about it, I just think of something else and else, something else and something else and something else. And it's just like, just, just, I've just, just laughed for the entire weekend, which is how brilliant it was. It's just, yeah. I felt so removed from everything else in my day to day life, so far removed from like work and just everything at home in Ireland. It was just like there wasn't even time to think about anything yeah. except for the wrestling and the people because there was people around us all day long and we were just chatting and having the laugh. And I don't think I've laughed so much in yeah. four days ever. There were just nice people as well. There was yeah. no, like it was just a really good bunch of people as well there. You know, everywhere you turned, there was just somebody there to chat to. And even if you're the kind of person who finds that thing difficult, like it was just everyone was so approachable and friendly. You know, it was, it was just brilliant. Except for that one guy on Saturday night who come and started chatting up Jenna in German. Yeah, yeah. That was that was an interesting one, but that was the only person I think ended up having a, having bad words with all weekend. But there we go. Oh, yeah. Was that at the after party? Sorry. Was that at the after party? No, it wasn't. It was during the Ilya Dragunov match. <laughs> <laughs> I think we was all pretty much like, excuse me, mate, like. <laughs> Appreciate what's going on the ring, lads. You know, that was just like, <laughs> something special's happening here, guys. Um, there was that guy who tried to kidnap us at the train station as well when we arrived, you know, in Dusseldorf. Oh, where are you going? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> we were queuing up for the ticket machine, yeah. and we met Mike and Daniel from getting off their flight, and we were all just standing around waiting to get our tickets. And this guy came up to me, of course, came up to me. And he said, where are you going? And I said, Oberhausen. And he said, do you want to come with me? I've got a, <laughs> I've got a day ticket. And I said, uh, no. And he said, how many of you are there? And I said, I counted. And I was like, oh, there are other six of us. And he said, well, I've got a ticket for eight. Come on, the train is going in two minutes. And Alan kind of goes, no, we're okay. And then... He's like, come on, the train is going in two minutes. And then we're like, no, we're okay. Thank you very much. And we stayed queuing for our tickets. And even when we were getting on our own train about 10, 12 minutes later, he was still hanging around the ticket machine looking dodgy. I like to think he did have like genuine, genuine. uh... And I like to think he's kind of still, he wasn't there when we got the flight back. So 
But he wasn't rushing for his train in two minutes. <laughs> you know, he was still there. And again, this is sort of what, what could he exactly do? <laughs> he was on a train. Yes, with eight people or six people. <laughs> right, you're all coming. Number. You're all coming with me. Oh, wait, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> what were the chances he was really going to Oberhausen as well? How did he know I was going to Oberhausen? You should have said somewhere like Berlin, wasn't <laughs> it? And he would have been like. I was more curious. I thought he needed help, instructions first, and then I just started getting weirder. And it was the anniversary of the axe thing. It was, well, near enough. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But at least we didn't all die and we had a great weekend. We didn't all die. My my knees are still bruised. Uh, But that's. What are your fingers? Your fingers from Elise. You can see them. They're not too bad. I. Did something, and I bruised my 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 middle two fingers um, on my left hand, which is like completely bruised on Saturday and on through to Monday. They were like really really. Bad. I thought I'd broke them at first. <laughs> you, you told me you did Ilya's entrance when I got to the after party. I don't. Yeah, I think so. I'll be honest. I don't know. It was just exciting times when Ilya came back, and <laughs> the first ten minutes of that match were a complete blur. I don't, I could, literally could not tell you anything happened in the first ten minutes. I had to watch it back. I couldn't remember any of the match. No, I was in shock for the first 10 minutes. And yeah, that was an interesting thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, my my hands are right, but just my knees are really bruised now. So. But then I had exactly the same thing after Tag League. So uh, Ilya Dragunov needs to stop wrestling, really, because it keeps on injuring me. <laughs> it's good that he keeps it special and only, only wrestles every few months, or you'd be dead, basically. Well, he is in London, but then I kind of like it's a little bit harder to do that in London because I just, <laughs> when I, well the thing is at the last London show I stood right on the ring so and I'll do the same this time fingers crossed so I wouldn't be able, I won't have the space to sort of hurt myself so uh, I think I should be just right. hit the canvas it'd be grand yeah that being said after that show my after the London show like my uh, my hand was like really really like red for like three days <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to get somebody to look after you there. I'm not sure who I'm going to pick yet, but I'm going to have a word with somebody because we're not going to be there. We're going to get somebody to No, I'm you. fine. I'm, I'll be fine. Get your minder. Who, who's going to be there? Oh, Jeremy's there, but then he'll be working. I should do commentary with Jeremy. Yeah. You'd be good at commentary, You'd Mike. be really good at commentary. I think they have somebody already, though. But uh, if they didn't, if they didn't, maybe they could do a three-man team. Well, me, and, me Alan, and Jeremy be the three-man booth. On uh, WXW Shotgun, that'd be lovely. It'd be like, it'd be like, and then we can get Bushido in it. It'd be like SmackDown, like four man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could get a separate table, and you, you and Alan could be the Irish announced team, like the Spanish announced team. Oh yeah, I'm not speaking in Irish though. I don't. I, oh, no, you don't have to. You, it, it's taken for granted that you're Irish now. So, thank you. It's that. That was that was. It was kind of a very strange thing to get. I think it was um, more. It was either Mort or Shao said the other day on Twitter, it's like, everyone goes to Oberhausen and comes back Irish. Who <laughs> <laughs> said that? I, we I take people to our bosom. <laughs> yeah. The town's actually called Berhausen, but it's got an O on the front of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I just want to go back, guys. <laughs> Oh, stop. 
my only my only regret of the weekend is not having Ian sing the team song live. Yeah, and it would have been it would have been really good because we could have done the we love the turban hole bit live, and that would have been like awesome. But yeah. and we never we were going to record the chance for the podcast as well, and we never did it. We can do it now. <laughs> <laughs> My children are asleep. I, I, I can't do it. But I can do it to a certain loudness, but not as loud as they'd like. Will you we'll do it like... in London for us, Mike, and record it for us and we'll play it on the show? Um, I, do that, Mike. Well, I don't know how I'd record it. My phone's really bad at recording, so I don't know. I'll, I'll maybe yeah. see what I can do. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. Although it will be on the on demand, so you'll hear it on that. Yeah. And I'll be next to the ring, so you will hear it. Probably work something out. I'll do guns, Bobby Guns, and then I'll do songs about Julian Pace and Avalanche and Julian Nero, even though they're not there. Um, they're not on the show. No, no uh, they're doing the show in uh, Gifhorn the same day. So, no. I, assume, I assume Andy's doing that one as well because he's and Bones isn't. Bones isn't doing London either. Oh, so. really? No Bones. That's. I don't. Crazy. There's no. I don't think so. Um, the uh, the cold the lineup I saw was it was the four people in the main event. There was Killer Kelly, um, there was Bobby Guns, obviously, but there was quite a lot of like Brits and well dom- domestic guys. So there was Mark Davis from Aussie Opens there, TK Cooper, obviously, Millie um, McKenzie. Yeah, but they say there's lots of them. Um, Lots of people, lots of like notable, notable uh, exceptions. So particularly, particularly Monster Consulting. I don't, I really don't remember Bad Bones being on the card at all. It doesn't strike me as somebody who would have been. None. I don't think any of the rise is going actually. Um, oh. It would have been really good if they sent Bouncer over as like the only, <laughs> like well, <laughs> Bouncer over by himself. Like there's. 400 miles between the between the, the two um, I think Michael Dante's doing it Jörn Simmons was announced but then obviously the foot happened poor Jörn yeah I really felt sorry for him it kind of was a bit it was really sad seeing him although he was yeah. um, he was having a blast but he, you could you could there was parts during the weekend where he, like he sort of saw him and he was like he was quite obviously like itching to be I mean who would yeah. Who wouldn't be? Let's be honest. Of course. Um, so that's two carrots in a row he's not been in. So you know, fingers crossed. Next year he's he's in it. He he should win it next year instead of David Starr. David Starr shouldn't win it for like ten years. I don't think. <laughs> I think maybe he was supposed to win it this year. Well, I yeah. just feel like they, Yeah, I think so. You're just looking back now. I think they wanted a heel, and then when it wasn't, when they couldn't have urine, they just went for the next. The next heel and the roster kind of, and it was Andy, you know. Yeah, I think you could be right there. Um, it's it would, yeah. I was thinking about the other day. How would it have been different if um, Yearn was in it? Uh, likewise, I wonder how how different it would have been if um, uh, Cobb, Penta, and Phoenix were in it as well. They're, there's a kind of they're a question mark. Obviously, I don't really think. Penta or Felix would have won it, obviously not, but maybe Cobb would have had a good run for it. Good, I think yeah. he, may, he may have got the Keith Lee spot this time because you know he's really, really popular out there. Yeah. Um, 
But it's like it was the same for last year, like when Pete Dunne and Trent uh, Tyler Bate were really supposed to be in it, weren't they? Um, yeah. It was pretty much telegraphed, and then the whole UK thing happened. So, you know, I was interested to see who reckons winning it next year. Bobby Guns. Bobby Guns, yeah. Good shout. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm, I think you're probably right about Yarn. Yeah, me too. It depends what happens in, in the year between now and then, but the if he's not champion around then, then, then yeah, maybe Yarn. Yarn or Bobby? A year's, a year's a long time, isn't it? It's, it yeah. I think the last two or three years is really, really like kind of put that down for me for in wrestling. Like a year, so much can change. Like so much can change in a month, you know, month to month. And, I'd, I'd like to think maybe Zach might do it next year, because um, it would have been two years, and it would have been two years since he's been back. Um, so maybe, maybe Zach might be a good person to be in next year. And I don't, think, I don't think they would hate Zach winning it again. No, I don't think Zach should win it again. I think he should be in it, but I don't think he should win it. And then you may be looking at for maybe within two years' time, maybe. Chris Hero back on the indie scene. You have you have Zach Sabre Jr. as a two-time winner. Uh, Chris Hero as a two-time winner. That's a final. There may be a, a certain American Dragon back on the scene by then. It could be him. Um, you know, you, there's there's an argument to made maybe Tisha and Dita Jr. might be back in two three years time. Wow. All the we're, we're, you see, I'm fantasy booking 16 carat 2021. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to wrap this up, guys, because we have been recording for three hours and 20 minutes now. <laughs> it's like between the sheets, <laughs> it's like between the sheets. It's gonna be longer than those guys. No, I'm gonna edit, I, I will edit it down a good bit, but I just want to get last thoughts from everybody and then we will go. We'll go around the circle. Mike, you can be last, <laughs> okay? Right, James. Oh, just um, just an incredible weekend. One of the best weekends of my life, honestly. And made all the better by the three of you people being there, by the way. Um, oh. Just fantastic. I can't wait to do it again next year. Yeah, I echo those sentiments exactly. Like, I love WXW. I love wrestling. I love all the, the good fans that were there. I love Oberhausen. Just, I love everything. I have no positives, just love. I also echo the previous two statements. Um, I, I kind of do. I'm fully on board with James saying, "Yeah, it's probably one of the best weekends of my life." I can't. I honestly can't think of many that much better. It was like I think I'm saying, it's like the, the the ultimate lads' holiday, except for it's all it's all forty of like fifty fifty of your best mates in the world, and it's just just brilliant. And I can't. I can't. I I, I don't. I have no desire to go to Mania because Carrot exists and so does Tag League and it's like that happens twice a year. So it's kind of, it's a real, it's a special time for me and this one was just miles better than any of them and they were all, they were perfect anyway. So nothing but love in general. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. I mean, it was my fifth Carrot. It was my favourite Carrot. It was like all the people I've met over the years were there plus all the 
newbies who came along this time and it really was the best wrestling weekend ever. I have been to some WrestleManias. I'm going to WrestleMania this year. I'm hoping WrestleMania this year isn't a complete letdown after this card because the last weekend was the best wrestling weekend I've ever experienced. And Ilya coming back and winning the title is the craziest thing I've ever experienced in wrestling. And like, I hope, I think people, if they listen to this and they're not WXW fans, they're not after getting three hours in anyway, but they'd probably be, <laughs> they'd probably be laughing at us for saying how emotional we were. And to, to be fair, like there's only three of us who were on press passes this weekend, and James, he wasn't on, wasn't on that. So I wasn't on press pass either. Exactly, exactly. I wasn't on press pass either, Mike. Oh, okay. There we go. There's and only Sarah two of us. There's only two of us. Your fellas, the commentator, Sarah. So you know. <laughs> Sarah bought her only- tickets. There's only two of us in here who were co-opted by WXW. Yeah. So Just you, Mike. If 50, at least 50% of this podcast is genuine. So. <laughs> we're all genuine. <laughs> Come on. I'm just kidding. Um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, Carol. There we go. We finish with the Bobby Guns? Guns. Bobby Guns. 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 Bobby I really wish I could tell you. Ian, sing us away. Now the show is over And we still haven't met Rover Time to get some rest and recharge But join us next time, won't you? And we'll discuss all those big issues Like Jesus! Waller's hands are so damn large Making friends and making times And wrestling round the world